You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm about to sneeze. No, I'm not. Hi, Riverdale Gang. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> There's the sneeze. <laughs> Are we keeping that in the episode? Your call, Chloe. I mean, I'm fine with it. Well, hi, gang. This is us, raw and uncut <laughs> uh, and uncensored and unfiltered and first thing in the morning, pre-coffee, two sips in. Yes. Um, welcome to Riverdale, gang, the mm-hmm. critical commentary watch-along podcast of our favorite dark sugar trash show. Recorded on the unceded territories of the Tsleil-Waututh, Musqueam, and Squamish nations. Uh, also filmed on those and other unceded lands. Yes, you might hear some noise in the background because Ryan and I are are just at the point where we don't care. <laughs> um, it's been a rough week for Canadian politics. Ryan doesn't want to talk about it, so we won't. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ryan's home pro- province basically elected a fascist government like no no small not not an exaggeration yep not like, demagogy reigns yeah, not 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 an exaggeration um yep. i'm not exaggerating mm-hmm. um but like yeah. join the crowd of horrifying it's demagogues true. in albert in canadian politics these days it's like not it's not pretty no we need some escapism yeah, which is why we're here with Riverdale, although we didn't love this, this episode. <laughs> we didn't give me the escapism I wanted. Yeah. So, we've, okay, we've had a hiatus, Chloe. I felt yeah. the hiatus. Um, I watched all of Sabrina twice through during the hiatus. That was my hiatus watching. That's really awesome. I did not do that. I, I loved it. Um, I thought it was much sharper than this episode as far as composition. Yeah. Um, it's a beautifully done series. Uh, so what the heck happened in Riverdale? Over the two weeks of pause that we had. Not a whole heck of a lot. Um, I, so, okay, let's go back to Sabrina for a hot sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've only watched the first four episodes, not because um, I don't want to binge watch it. I do. I just have this feeling like it's this chocolate bar that I can unwrap slowly Mm. and eat in small pieces and let melt on my tongue. That sounds like such a nice feeling, Chloe. Yeah. Um, so I got into a conversation with someone about Sabrina recently, and this mm-hmm. person came down very hard on the, it is poorly written, it is drivel. Mm. And I just want Fair. to address this quickly. Um, <laughs> I don't think Sabrina is like a, um, like a genre-defying work of high art. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way. But it, I love its flavor, and I, mm-hmm. I do think that the simplistic dialogue isn't particularly more simplistic than any other simplistic show. How do you I, feel? I, I agree. I feel like the tone and level of, um, of Sabrina um, kind of matches what we've got in Riverdale, what we're getting from this um, Aguero Sacasa uh, over-canon, overarching world. Um, this is pop culture accessible TV. This is CW light and fluff. Um, But I would say the plotting, the themes, the the, um, underlying uh, lore and world building of Sabrina is um, much more nuanced than the veneer and genre necessarily show and necessarily encourage in most series. Um, I feel like there is more planning and thought going under under, um, the, the marshmallow fluff parts mm-hmm. of Sabrina's dialogue mm-hmm. then go into most um, 
most serious dramas. Yeah. Uh, and they get points for that for me. Points for depth. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with popcorn writing. Though I yeah, think I um, it can frequently come as vapid and shallow and sloppy. Yeah. Um, it more often is than not when I think of most uh, light right off TV shows that I pass time with. Yeah, I, I, uh, speaking as someone who's taken a couple of, like, screenplay writing classes, popcorn writing can be incredibly hard to write, like, if mm-hmm. you, like, to write well, I should say, and mm. I, I realize we're talking about popcorn writing, which is by definition, I don't want to say less skilled, but a little less effortful. It may be... Is that the... It's not hard yeah. to use a to use a Ryanism. It may be empty carbs, but you still got to get that perfect proportion of butter and salt. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't taste right. Yeah. I, and it, that can be really difficult. I've definitely seen writers try to write shows, like, mm. um, try to write, like, specs, for example, in classes mm. like that for shows like Riverdale and Sabrina. Those didn't exist when I was going to school, but mm. um, what, was a, what was a fluffy TV show in the... Glee, dating ourselves. Glee, friends. Yeah. Glee. I don't know that anyone tried to write a Glee episode, per se. Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) No, somebody out there um, did. But um, it's not particularly... Like, it's a skill. Mm -hmm. It's a skill, Mm -hmm. and it can fall flat really easily. So anyway, I think Sabrina is an excellent version of its intended thing. Meanwhile, uh, this episode, meanwhile, this episode, in direct contrast, it's literally called Jawbreaker, in, which I think is really charming. This Ethan. episode was one of the worst executions of a lot of things Riverdale does to me. I, for me, to me, and for me. Um, I think the other flat, the <sighs> other episode like this that I disliked this much was the Drag Race episode. I just thought that episode really? was so annoying. But the Drag Race episode was at least internally consistent whereas this episode has five different deep aggressive tones going on yeah everyone's story lives in a different world and i can i can accept that in betty's story and archie's story we're no longer living within the confines or rules of this world there are no rules Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the rules are whatever the plot of the week determines for us um but I just can't bite on, um, you know, this the Shelby Woo Jughead, this... Uh, Shelby Woo? Um, what's the... Okay, God, okay, Shelby Woo was a, a YTV kids investigative show. Oh, when, I never I watched up. that. Um, and I can't think of a more obvious and well-known example off the top of my head. I watched, <laughs> like, I watched, like, Shirley Holmes and Back to Sherwood. Those are my YTV shows. Right, right, right. But For the, any the Americans point, listening, that's like kids' television in Canada. <laughs> what's but what's no? There's there's super obvious examples like Hardy Boys, Hardy Boys. There's the Americana. Uh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> what's her? Gosh, I well, so many children's boy, books the, the Hardy that I can't remember like, anymore. Well, it, it's like left, like, I feel like, um, I feel like Betty had like a Harriet the Spy quality for that's a while. That's it, that's it, that's and it. And now she's just like, this is a weird episode for Betty. Mm-hmm. Like, poor girl, you need emancipation, legal emancipation so bad. Especially from that father. Why is Hannibal Lecter still I here? I don't want him to, he's like, oh, I do. Why does he suddenly understand opera and listen to only opera? 
Hal Cooper's not that classy. Hal Cooper's the editor of a small-time newspaper in I a small mean, town. He's a white Christian American man. And now he only listens to opera and sits in his art cell and schemes. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, Betty. I, like, I, they saw an opportunity there, and they ran with it. I give them some points for that. Um, there's so much happening this episode, and it doesn't match. Yeah. Um, in this same episode, like, to, uh, to jump into the spoileriness of the episode forthcoming, presuming you've watched or are otherwise ready for this analysis. Yeah. Um, Alice Cooper goes from on-air reporter playing propaganda games with Veronica to deep, deep cult victim in whiplash speed. Yeah, and, and then, like, weird domestic, basically domestic violence mm-hmm, um, victim. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, so much. It just felt like five different episodes. This is this is a show where, this is a, an episode where the ensemble tones crashed so hard against each other that I just couldn't reconcile it. I felt like we're getting the pieces moving into place momentum. I feel, I have some faith next week's going to be better. But, um... Yeah, because we're getting, like, we're getting into Endgame, and usually Endgame is where Riverdale shines. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the pieces are falling. I believe we're finally in the final Gargoyle King, perhaps. I believe we're finally in something of an Endgame of... Oh my god, what if it's Hulk over again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't even know if I like that. I would... Honestly, if they turned it into a gag that every year it surprised it's Hal Cooper under the mask, I'm I'd be here for that Scooby shenanigans. Would you? Hmm. M- more than what they gave me this episode, but maybe I'll enjoy myself more in second viewing when I'm not taking in everything at once. To be fair, I did watch this episode at like three in the morning, <laughs> and because I couldn't sleep after reading the Bible because I couldn't sleep. Like, we were at that point, Riverdale. Um, I'm going to put subtitles on, Ryan. That's very good. Thank you. Without knocking over the mic. Are we ready for a rewatch? Uh, watch along section, gang? I'm ready. Great. Gonna press the button, Chloe, and or gang. I'm good. Yes, and then we get to Badoom. Are you Badooming or are you um, Warner Brothers? I'm Warner Brothers. Okay. Yes. Uh if you're really confused and or forgot Would who we like are and what's happening in the, the head. Here you go. The correct ear? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it makes a difference. We sing along the little uh, Fox yeah. or Netflix things for, if you're joining, for syncing purposes. Yeah, if you're joining us for the first time, don't. Like, go listen to another episode. <laughs> go, listen to, go listen to the Heathers episode. I mean, you're welcome. Yeah, start with the Heathers episode. We liked that one we a did. lot. Okay, are you ready, Ryan? I'm ready, Chloe. Are you ready, gang? That, yeah, that's you saying yes. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. Ba-doom. Now, what's this one? Wah, 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 wah. It's Warner Brothers. Is that too loud? No, that's great. Right. I've, I don't think I've ever mentioned. I actually have pretty poor hearing. Oh. Yeah. All right. Do you need it to be... No, this is great. More volumeful? I've just noticed that I'm never bothered by what you find loud. Oh. It's interesting. I always think of myself as not having amazing hearing, but clearly I'm wrong. Anyway. I mean, we both need to go get hearing tests, maybe. We've, I've <laughs> never done that. and But anyway, this uh, recap covers literally everything that yeah. happened. This is a full episode. Um, what are our thoughts on seeing Ricky again? Um, I... 
I mean, I'm interested. I okay. So one thing I really didn't like about this episode mm-hmm. is that like Jellybean's second thing that she's ever done is she's mm-hmm. a victim. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. We're way more interested in her and Jughead like actually having some meat. Rather than her needing to literally be rescued by her father and brother. I am holding my breath. I'm really annoyed. Because <laughs> I I had similar feelings about how Jellybean appeared in this episode. But I fully expect, and I'm banking on the show to invert the trope of kidnap victim little sister to the faintest degree. At least let GLaDOS be in play. Uh, GLaDOS. I keep saying GLaDOS because I once did uh, a musical based on the video game Portal 2. And so I only GLaDOS is imprinted in my brain permanently from calling that show okay, as so a stage manager. is getting his teenage son to be a crime scene photographer. Yep. What is happening with this show? FP is not qualified to be a sheriff. Ugh. FP doesn't know how to sheriff and no one around him who is a, pr- a pr- professional police person apparently is telling him how to sheriff. Um, Real thing. Elected sheriffs. What the heckity heck. This isn't even elected. I mean, He's appointed, but places have elected sheriffs. And really, wh- God, I'm baffled by the concept of electoral sheriffing. I mean, like, I feel like if there's an elect, an election for a sheriff, then qualified people run. You know, that's a mistake to assume. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I really liked. So to be fair, I liked the scene. I felt yep. that the acting that Betty or um, Lily Reinhardt did this episode was pretty mm-hmm. strong, to be honest. I agree. Um, I really respected um, how well done Betty's plot was this whole episode. Yeah. It it almost stole focus from all the other things going on by being sharp and nuanced. But it was also too much for one episode for me. Um, yeah. It didn't fit. The amount of growth and discovery she had in this episode felt cramped, especially mm. with the boxing plot shoved it, to the side, especially with the jughead cutaways shoved yeah. to the side. And you don't like boxing plots. See, I actually, I, I'm into a boxing plot, TBH, but like, I, I, yeah, meh. I care so little. I'm confused as to why the naked men yeah. are punching each other. It's <laughs> so Chad Michael Murray is a, is like a very sweet faced man and mm-hmm. i want to trust him this is a well done take yeah. on cults and i will say this this episode did an amazing job of bringing me as an audience member with betty into doubt mm-hmm. um we're, we're really tightly tied to this this perspective that is allowed to question am i wrong mm-hmm. um and we we get to see betty flounder and fail and start over several times through that's like it there's there's more here than they have the space to express and explore right (laughs) no but really how does my mom see her dead i did like i did like some in this episode that um betty in particular but a number of characters sort of call the question of okay, we've been we've been circling around this all season. Now let's cut the crap. Um, I yeah. I felt that that's what indicated to me we're moving towards endgame. Yeah, characters are fed up with it. 
what is the deal with this? Like, they're just making Mad Dog and Fangs do the weirdest stuff in this episode. Like, yep. Fangs yep. is, like, yep. in the cult, and then he's in the boxing ring, and then he's having feelings, and then he's wearing white and smirking. Who even is Fangs? Um, yeah. I, have a, I have a lovely spoiler about Fangs that might make this episode better. Okay. Not, not this episode, our lives, though. Um, gang, I, because I hang out with some cool people and sometimes they chat about stuff on sets, uh, I heard rumor that Mr. Fangs has a promposal coming up for our favorite Kevin Keller boy. A promposal? A promposal. I think promposals are dumb AF, but that's really sweet. What matters is they're going to be gay together. I know. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, I'm into I it. do kind of care about this white strutting down this the the hallways look. Yes. Nothing about this but the look brings me joy. <laughs> yeah, and Tony's like complete horror. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Mad Dog, what are they doing with that character? Mm-hmm, 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 that guy's mm-hmm. a charismatic actor. Like, do a thing with him. <sighs> I I almost read it as them trying to plot him, but not knowing who he is because they meant him to just be an interesting anecdote one off. I guess so. Like, I feel like he's an elevated extra who then they now don't know what to do with because he's better than several of the leads. <laughs> yeah. It's a conflict. I liked Betty just flat out telling everyone, so they see dead people. I... And everyone's kind of like, huh. And then it's like, okay, let's figure this out. <laughs> I, I actually liked that aspect of this episode as well, that Betty chooses not to keep this this b- bizarre secret and it doesn't change anything yeah she tells everyone around her hey this stuff's crazy and but that is like so typical of, of reality it's one of the most real things about this show is that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. ridiculous things happen in real life mm-hmm. and we just are like wow that's weird yep ceo's a president <laughs> it's fine Ooh. <sighs> <sighs> I like Tony and Betty talking. Yeah. I like them scheming together. This is an interesting dynamic. I wanted Betty to be gay for a sec. I mean, Betty Betty can be her sweet pan self. Yes. uh, And continue uh, her schlock with Jughead and the mysteries while also... uh, Yeah. Also, but Tony can do better than all these, like, self-righteous, upper-class white girls. Correct. Uh, I I believe in you, Tony. (laughs) This episode gave Tony some meat. They get points for that. Yes. Um, I like, I liked her arc. I like that there was a little bit of question in her role here. I like how she played into both Cheryl's and Betty's story, but still maintained her own um, intentions and goals. Yeah. Yeah. What a terrible strategy. I must say. Yeah, re-traumatize your girlfriend so that she stops being traumatized mm-hmm. and going to a cult meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm with Cheryl for the That's why would you show me this question. I would love to know where this is in, in Vancouver the slash sauna? Mainland. I wonder if it's even a sauna or if they just stuck a fog machine and like oiled up the actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, I've never seen a sauna with a window. Yeah, I mean, I could just... No, like, old, like, bathhouses had windows. Like, the scene in, um... 
uh, Eastern Promises where Vigo mm. nearly gets stabbed. I think there's windows in that room. Oh, yeah. That scene that I, like, watched the movie for when I was 16 and then realized this isn't what I'm here for. And <laughs> I, instead, I enjoyed the plot. <laughs> yeah. That is a great movie. That's a perfect movie. It's been a while since I've watched it. Oh, hi, cat. There's a cat on Chloe's lap and it just woke Looking up and very, looked at us. Very blinky. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He's having a great um year this mm-hmm. actor he's he was also in sabrina wait nick was in sabrina yeah he's um when he's uh harvey's roommate in the tarot episode oh yeah he's I having mean, a great year i jeez i didn't even recognize him also i kind of assumed it wouldn't be the same actor just no. but hey good on you nick good on yeah. you true face of evil so this is the most overwrought dialogue he's yes been given. I, it's true um we're going to talk <laughs> over this bad dialogue for a sec i'm going to tell you how small the theater community of the english-speaking world is um so my grandmother um has a surrogate granddaughter mm-hmm, she's lovely mm-hmm, her name mm-hmm. is rachel she's an actor mm-hmm. her uh husband is a musician and improviser he's mm-hmm. wonderful he went to the university of bristol for a hot sec he's okay, from okay, cincinnati okay. ohio and rachel and miles is his name live in new york which mm-hmm. is where rachel's from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the University of Bristol, um, he uh, became very good friends and is still very good friends with a certain Chelsea Stite, who Ooh, is, uh, yes. who is uh, a frequent collaborator of mine. Yes. Um, and yes. also knows Nikolai, who was in that scene. Yes. He used to co-run an improv company with Nikolai. Yeah. So that is how small the world is. We are that connected to Riverdale, as well as the University of Bristol, as well as New York, as well as... I mean, a friend of mine, a friend of ours just got a job at the University of Bristol. Uh, who? Uh, oh yeah! Yes. Oh, but he's not in theater. No, now we're just now we're just gossiping so about our was, lives. This was terrifying. I have to say, I did not know. I was like, mm-hmm. is, "Are we? Are we finally like? What are we? Ha- what's happening?" But that was a solid punch. Well done. I was honestly too distracted from the weird dynamic between this brothel and the local sheriff, um, and how no one was acknowledging that. <laughs> mm. I mean, these are these are like. I mean, I'm no expert on sex work, but these like upper class, in control Mm. sex workers might be treated um, more respectfully by a sheriff than certain other varieties of sex work. Possibly. It just feels like a blind spot to me. It is. It is weird. It is weird. And given that. I guess I guess he's married to the drugs drug lord. Well, this the thing is that sex work is like very illegal in most states. Yeah, so it's an odd. It is odd. It is odd. But he is married to a drug lord. Maybe even if he in doesn't Colorado, know it. where it's legal. I don't know. I'd be surprised. Riverdale, it Colorado. Doesn't look, it doesn't look like Colorado. <laughs> Riverdale, Nevada. Um. <laughs> what is this commercial? I don't know what any of this is. I feel like Archie and Veronica are just in this weird side film. Also, who? Who has a teleprompter in the form of signs? <laughs> like, I, I did that once in a show as a joke. Yeah. But, yep. Uh, this is... What use of the news segment is this? I mean... Alice, how do you have a job still? A local hero? When have you actually thought that about him? Isn't he still a convicted murderer? Uh, well, I don't know, actually. They haven't really dealt with that. They have never dealt with that. I don't feel like his charges have ever been wiped or cleared. It's... Yeah. Hal Cooper, who are you? Why, why are you 
Betty, why are you doing this to yourself? I mean, her entire family abandoned her for a cult. He's yeah. her only surviving fa- family, functionally. So. Not in the Don't cult. Do you have an aunt? <laughs> or do you have, like, Cheryl's mom. Cu- oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheryl just like attach yourselves to Nana Rose because she threw Cheryl to the cult oh yeah <laughs> that's why Betty's fallen down to Hal Cooper he's literally the last family standing and that's really a low point yeah. I know Elio isn't canon but I kind of would be interested in their like I can't use the word that I want to use on the show but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. like angry passion relationship (laughs) (laughs) i i believe a character like elio would do spectacularly in the vintage uh camp comic books a goofy rich rival who goes head to head with veronica in a non-romantic way that's that's what i want yeah i like it i'm like putting aside my general reaction to this episode sloppy tone I am enjoying Veronica taking charge of her life this season as a whole. Yeah, see, why would you show that to her? Yeah, it's very rude. It's not proven he's not a zombie or hallucination or, like, she knows he's dead. She's seen his body. She she made a scene at his funeral. This isn't the way to Ooh, this is so creepy, like... Like, like extreme Mormonism slash Scientology kind mm. of language detractors can, mm-hmm. like, ugh. Yep. And and when I by the way, I don't mean to pick on Mormons. I think mainstream Mormons are like as chill as any other mainstream conservative religion. Mm-hmm. But there is an extreme of Mormonism that I think is very culty. Yes, that's my opinion. Yes, I mean. I'm I'm also here for ex as a, as a former Catholic making an argument that the only difference between religion and cult tends to be time and, and popular perception. Exactly, I quite agree. But but anyway. the, but there's certain language associated with certain type of culty behavior. Yeah, insular separating oh, hide like, you from your family cult is a different beast. This was, was a sloppy. So, I was so disappointed that Betty was lying about this. Mm-hmm. Also, that's not how graves work. Like, what, did she just chisel a fake name into this random grave? I don't know. Like, later, even later, Baby Teeth, did did we just... I mean, yeah. okay, Charles Smith, to be fair. I bet she could find a Charles Smith. But with the right dates. Yeah, I don't know. Like, gravestones aren't cheap. Gravestones are thousands of dollars. They are. Betty, you don't even have a college fund. Where did yeah. baby faces gravestone, baby teeth's gravestone come from later on? It bothered me that there was a gravestone already for baby teeth. They literally found his body at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure if this is different in parts of the U.S., but like, where I come from, we wait months to put a gravestone up. That 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 dirt needs to settle. So I'm confused by the talking to the dead in the farm. Like, do they now think that these people are alive? They're not talking to ghosts. I'm. I don't know what. I don't know what. I'm here for the ambiguity, actually. Um, this is okay. This is like not a fun part of Betty. No, I'm this, not into it. This is a dark god, side. God, those burgers uh, look good. I couldn't eat that many, but god, they look good. I enjoyed the tiny moment of I feel like Jughead 
even though we hardly see him eat. Yeah. Also, Jughead is like real skinny. <laughs> Jughead is a twig. He's not even welterweight. Yeah. I have to say, this guy that he's boxing against looks completely scary. Yes. If, like, he sat down next to me at a bar, I would leave the bar. Like, he scares me. <laughs> Although, apparently, they're all actually relatively tiny. He's 154 pounds? How short is KJ Appa with all those muscles on 154 pounds? Well, he's probably pounds? not 154 pounds IRL. He's probably a different weight. No, I mean, he is actually super short. Yeah, no, so, I know. But, um, but, like, where do you hide it? Where, where does those are those muscles air? Who knows? This is really creepy. Yeah, yeah. The kidnapping thing, like this story from Alice's perspective, would would be a whole different horrifying beast. Especially with the, I liked how this tied to the tapes we hear later, Alice's confessions. Yeah. That that. I also like how it ties into, like, some of the creepy stuff that Alice has done to Betty. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Alice, Alice has ever done this to Betty, mm-hmm. but, like... It doesn't feel out of sorts for their messed up family dynamic. It feels yeah. ex- like an extreme version of... Um, I Like, I see how and where Alice would be afraid of her daughter in this yeah. episode, right? It comes from... A this, place. this is also a very sad moment where Betty is like, mm-hmm. don't you remember us? Mm-hmm. And Alice like really needs to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this episode really illustrated the this huge conflict with their coping. Right. Sorry, I didn't catch uh, that. Uh, he's such a huge conflict in their coping. Yeah. That they're coping in opposite ways. Um. I feel like if the dialogue was different in this scene, this would be like, like they're 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 very earnest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Th- sweet scene. These these are great performers who didn't have a great deal to work with in this moment, but <sighs> who who I think really hit hit some emotional core. Like they they hit something meaningful in this scene, even if there isn't a lot. Yeah, you faked yeah. Uh, you faked a gravestone. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair issue here. <clears throat> this is an interesting framing of their story and dynamic. Yeah. Um, the idea that Alice wants to get away from her daughter. Um, like if we frame some of her actions this season. As her actively cutting off Betty. Mm-hmm. Does that make more sense? Yeah. Um, as cruel and brutal as that would be for for a parent, um, that that is a real story that I'd be interested in exploring. <laughs> I love that she just tells them and they're all kind of looking at her. <laughs> and Jughead is like, you lo- you. Oh, I didn't notice babe. their faces this time. Babe. <laughs> I know we've locked people in that bunker before, yeah. but none of them were related to us. <laughs> also, this this was like not not a happy moment. Like this is mm-hmm. like full on horror movie stuff. Yep, people actively harming themselves based on drug yeah, reaction. This is now get her to the infirmary. Let's acknowledge how insufficient that is yeah. as the students command. 
<laughs> also, what what high school has an infirmary, not just a nurse's office? <laughs> Even a nurse's office. My high school had a nurse. Regardless, y'all need an ambulance. Yeah. Y'all really need an ambulance and maybe a teacher. There are blood smears on that window, FP. Ugh. Yikes. Why is your teenage son there? Ah, I hate this episode so much. It's it's the only way FP seems to know how to do how to do anything. I'm losing some respect for FP this season as he seems decreasingly able to adult. Yeah. Despite best efforts last year. I would feel a little better about Tony and Cheryl in this dynamic if we hadn't just had a fairly abrupt, rocky relationship arc. Does that make sense? Um, I feel like we're almost retreading some similar territory, so I'm not quite sure what the intention is there. Like, yeah. like, are we meant to go into this trusting and knowing that Cheryl and Tony are rock solid? Is that the starting point? Because that that's where I feel like we're starting. So this momentary breakout, breakout fake out, or the cult being more important than the relationship, um, but, is a hard challenge. That's interesting. Um, I'll tell you what I did like about that scene, though, is mm-hmm. that you see... Like, Evelyn has no kid gloves on for this mm. person, yep. which I find very interesting. Like, mm-hmm. she even has kid gloves on a little for Betty. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and not Tony. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I just think that's interesting. Like, she knows Tony's unhypnotizable. Yeah. You know what I Tony mean? Tony is written off. Yeah. Tony is never target. But that raises the question for me later in the episode how effective a mole will Tony be? Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued now, as you point that out, to see Tony and Evelyn on screen more together. Yeah. Um, I think Evelyn and Edgar are going to know, but the fact that they're letting Tony just be there is interesting to me. I, mm. By the way, I love that Archie does not take the drugs. Mm. I thought that was a good choice. Like, if he sort of, like, took them... Oh, no, yeah. ...in the ring, mm. I would be... What a terrible decision yeah. that would be. Your opponent is going to be psychotic. You too should be psychotic, so you'll both yeah. kill each other and not notice anything? Yeah. This logic. So this, this, I was, like, excited for this to turn into, like, a fun side plot. And instead it's just JB being victimized. You know, it could still be a fun side plot. I am, I am giving the show credit. And I am giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're not going to turn our cool little sister Jellybean into just another girl to save. Yeah, although she did say, but she was given some um, depth when she said, it's like, my parents, they're busy. Like, she's not just on mom's team. She's like a little annoyed by mom, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not sold that she's not acting on, with some agency. Um, we've here seen, in this in this yep, game. Okay. Here in this game, we've seen no setup of what brought Jellybean here, how she met this kid, what she is doing or pursuing. Um, there's not enough for me yet to make any guesses or judgments. Uh, only to say I hope for more from Jellybean, from what they have given her so far. Didn't they like murder the last person they held prisoner in this bunker? Yeah, that was Fangs and Sweepy, and that was sort of by accident. 
still murder. I mean, yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying it's just Betty and Alice here. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's, yes, it was like manslaughter, but like, um. I mean, there's that other gang that also know where I, So I love this scene. Yes. I have to say, I like. I agree. I'm, like, I'm very, like, I'm worried about Betty, mm-hmm. but I love this bed check. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a Lily Reinhardt gift. Yeah, it was a good little Lily Reinhardt um, gift. The little shoulder puffs in this outfit as yeah. she snaps are amazing. Yeah, this is a great. I love this scene. And Evelyn, like the I forget the actor who plays Evelyn's name, mm-hmm. but she she really sells how scared she is of Betty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um What was I going to say about what we were talking about before? we talking about before? the bunker the murders the, bunker, the alice murders, cooper no, prisoner that lily reinhardt just being intense mm, as heck i don't remember apparently um oh okay so jughead is trying to run his mom out of town what is oh, this right. like <laughs> what is this weird side plot where he's not like just hanging with his dad and solving uh, crimes i mean jughead jughead tells us the story this episode jughead yeah. doesn't do any jughead stuff this episode really yeah jughead does other people's stories that was awesome that was excellent and like Exactly she earned. She what, brought that on. <laughs> she, yeah. She's been she's been pushing Betty to snap for a while, so it's really interesting to see her get what she wants. Um, I've been enjoying <laughs> looking at looking at things from Evelyn's perspective, as we've gotten to know her better. Yeah. I'm very interested to see how she shakes out, and what decisions she makes when she has some to make. This is a sweet little scene, and Tony is making a very important point, which is that Cheryl is a normal teenage girl who wants to be with her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl's plan is, no, I mean, Tony's plan is so much more effective than anything Betty came up with. Yeah, no kidding. Just, hey, let's actually enjoy our life this together. This is a gorgeous forest, and I don't know where it is. It's not Pacific Spirit Park. Hmm. Did they just reuse the same cemetery? What is Fangs doing? I need to know the fanfic about Fangs. What fans? What? Like, he, so much is going oh, on who, for him in the background. Is? I mean, he's everyone's favorite background actor, I guess. He I guess. boxes, he's a serpent, he's up all with Kevin, he's in the farm. I, yeah. I fangs is our everyman. No. We are Fangs. Maybe he's a mole, too. For himself. Maybe, like, long... He's playing the long game of, like... By the way, when I saw the preview of this grave, I thought it was going to be um, mm. Fred Andrews. Mm-hmm. Who also makes a fascinating appearance this episode. It's wow. It's a little... It's a little weird that they haven't dealt with it yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's weird. Yep. Um, but I don't think they could without derailing yeah. this, right? Like, short of rewriting the end of this season... I don't know that they could change the momentum. Yeah. Um, I was impressed, filmmaking wise, with um, how they integrated Fred into this episode. Uh, it it is visible if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, that this maybe wasn't you know is some reused footage or s- some spare footage, but I think it it would be comfortably present enough to to miss mm-hmm. as a casual viewer. Mm-hmm. This isn't, this isn't, like, an interesting character development for Alice. That, like, that doesn't really, mm. that fits for me, and I like it. I think it's an interesting choice. Yes. I like that those are the things she says honestly in confidence, and that Betty listens. Mm-hmm. Betty reads her diary back. 
right? Yeah. Um, without without ever thinking, oh, I'm going to read my mom's diary, but just in the getting to the bottom of this, she her mother's privacy and freedom and agency are so secondary. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are interesting. I wonder if this um this secondary brothel character will stay around at all. Yeah. She gets two whole scenes, which is more than many uh many speaking characters seem to get. I find it really interesting that the like the farm was really inaccessible and she can now just barge into his office. That's the other mm. weird thing about this episode. Well, the fact that they're at the Sisters' Mercy now, right? Yeah, I guess so. They've, they've relocated close by. But it took her a while to be able to just, like, meet Edgar and talk to him. Mm-hmm. But now she's in. Now she knows where so. his office is and will punch anyone in her way. <sighs> I do like how lovingly, um, lovingly set and lit and staged each of these farm scenes are. Um... The ambiance around Chad Michael Murphy here is meticulously crafted. Um, they give Betty a proper opponent to rail against here. To, yeah. to really get spun out against. To really um, try and try and try without landing a hit. It's a very interesting opponent for her. Yeah. Also, he just said something kind of like, smart culty which is like you don't need us like this isn't gonna work on you Uh but it works on your mom yep go away (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep Mm. yeah um i find the way that they have managed to criticize the church in this show kind of fun Mm. it's very poppy very like meh poor alice I was yeah. having a rough day. In, in this shot, it occurred to me, does she have a chamber pot? Yes. Life's not Just great down in the bunker. Yeah. I didn't know why she was blindfolded, but I guess she, Betty doesn't want her to know where the bunker is, which makes sense. I was ever so slightly impressed with Alice full accepting her kidnapping victim role and just rolling with this. Um, yeah. It was so sad. And that, like, her teenage daughter takes her to this other girl for comfort and sends her away. Yeah. Safely. It's... There's a lot of weird, upsetting emotions here. This is something that, in the first time through, in my first watch through this episode, there was so much going on. Um, Even on second watch, I'm having trouble taking in all the beats coming my way. Um... And I will say I, I have found that con- that a consistent thing in the end season, in the end game of Riverdale seasons. Um, the show comes at us real fast, yeah. resolving. So where is Betty living? What is going on At Veronica's here? still. She hasn't left Veronica's yet. Yeah. What What's happening with that divorce even? Yeah, oh God. Who knows? Who has parents anymore? I do not want them. I don't want a love triangle with Josie. I don't. I straight I'm up. already bored. I bad. straight up forgot this could even be a thing until Veronica and Josie were sitting next to each other. Yep. Not into I'm with it. you. I'm with you. I'm always in your corner. Come on. you. D- we did this already. Mm-hmm. 
We did this already. Archie, don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Archie, you're Josie leaning in the for the best. kiss. You're holding a kiss moment. You know what? Archie's blown it for me. Yeah. Archie no longer deserves Josie. Yep. In this moment, Archie's blown it. Yeah. But he did do this, like, with Veronica. He had, like, a little Betty kiss, and then... Yeah. Oh, this is just who Archie is, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Archie, be better. Straight boy. So surprised yeah, by this Fred friends. scene. I will say. So surprised. Um, yeah. Hmm. Where's that half smile about? Ugh. <laughs> Josie's the best. Not that Veronica isn't the best, but Josie's the best. Mm-hmm. Like, polyamory only works with open communication. Yeah, it's fine. <sighs> I'm here for Tony having agency. I'm t- here for Tony doing things. I'm here for Tony being the true mole. I, I'm excited to see Choni versus the church for her girlfriend's soul. I'm, I will say this. Hmm? Sorry? I'm here for Tony versus the church for her girlfriend's soul. Oh, yeah. Soul. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm struck by Cheryl and Alice's commitment here. Um, I'm curious how this lands for you. Because um, I know, we, I think it was last episode, we talked a little bit about the whole resurrection plot. Yeah. I really, um, I'm I'm here for Cheryl's reaction here. If she truly believes her dead brother's back, um, I, like, I'm here for this conflict being breaking up with your girlfriend worthy, no matter how wonderful and loving that relationship is. is. Mm. And not just because this is actually a really sweet shot yes. of Tony and that power white. Yeah. Oh, man. Tony's romper right now. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm, died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've died and gone to heaven. That actor mm-hmm. is so in charge of her body. It's awesome. But, um, yeah. I I buy it that Alice is so desperate. I buy it that Cheryl is so desperate. The thing, the reason I think Tony is, is going to be obviously a mole is because mm-hmm. she is so, like, grounded in herself. Like, there's no dead person she needs to see. Yeah, she doesn't we need know the of. cult. Totally. She's there for Cheryl, and they know that. The Evernevers are smarter than that. They've established pretty well, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious to see. But, I like... It's not like Betty and Tony don't know either what they're messing with at this step. Yeah. I'm really enjoying them as a team. It is interesting. Anytime a new set of a new set of uh like young brilliant women with different skills assemble, this show does that a lot. Throws some interesting combinations. Yeah. I will that's say that true. for the series as a whole. Um some novel and exciting personality matches i did find it interesting that they caught kurtz and to be fair i've been very annoyed by this character so i'm pleased that he is caught (laughs) yeah he has been used up this is legitimate it's uh it's weird seeing an arbitrary literary reference character bleed off of their genre episode yeah and keep coming back yeah so this this is the kind of thing this is the kind of thing i eat up like, this dude going out into the ring, he's got something to lose, something to win. Um, I think boxing is a really cool sport. I know Ryan doesn't agree. All these shots of Luke Perry, they're a little weird. Um, I'm thrown by 
the the whole dedicating my fight to baby teeth thing. I'm thrown by how any of these young men pursuing their immediate goals is yes, honoring anyone. Way, I'm there... I'm confused yeah. by that social dynamic. I don't I don't get it. Yeah. I I I can I can step back and and roll with the boxing. And I, I, I get, like, I, I see where you're coming from with boxing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a particular genre. I'm not sure if it's in this show. That's what's mm-hmm. weird about it. I mean, they just, they keep doing it so I, much. I feel like KJ Abba must have taken up boxing or something, and they were like, how can we work this into the show? Mm. What is that? Is that the farm? Is that Riverdale? What is that? I'm guessing it's Riverdale. Why is there opera? Yes, who gave him a record player? Did he inherit Archie's old stuff? That's Archie's old TV, practically. Yeah, I don't know. Who gave the serial killer this cell? What's what's even happening here? This isn't how prison works. This isn't how you visit people in prison. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. If we... Fr- if we like, as part of Betty's story, this is okay. I guess I don't like it. I don't want him back. He's a boring character. I don't care about him. He's also no. just a a whole different character now. Yeah, I he's guess just so. this actor playing a whole different role. Like there is nothing of the Hal Cooper uh, who you we were introduced to still in play here. Don't bite Betty. Don't be vulnerable and need a parent. I yeah. When you realize that's what we're shouting at the 16-year-old children and that's what the show's given us. Nah. Stop being vulnerable and needing a parent to save you from your other cult parent, but that's this world. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give kudos to the fight choreo here. Yeah, That awesome. was some slick cinematography. I, you know, I wonder if they just sort of gave us a pause from Luke Perry scenes and now they're going to bring back some of his footage now that mm. there's been a bit of a breath. Right. And then they'll deal with his absence in ways that we have they have not planned yet i mean my um, at this point my hope is they're going to summer season it and come up with a respectful exit for the character over the summer yeah um it's it's always so difficult dealing with the loss of an actor um what why is that the only way this match ends when the other fighter has taken drugs <laughs> i guess because it's elio's underground fighting ring <laughs> and ex-sheriff keller's just rolling with the punches ex-sheriff keller forgets yeah. laws exist it would seem but I he's forget. now coach keller i forget what kind of um hey remember when we had coach clayton forgot about him didn't we oh yeah real fast I would love for um, the kid to come back um, who's redeemed himself and learned not to be a, an asshole. Right? Actual um, character growth for Chuck Clayton? I'll Chuck, take it. thank you. Sorry, I forgot his first name. Yeah. Um, like, Chuck was such an important character in the comic books. Was he? Yeah, like, I don't no, remember he, that. He didn't feature prominently, but politically he was extremely important. Um, as a as a statement just to show another black teenager in this town uh, during the civil rights movement when yeah. he was added to the comics. And here is Archie's second murder charge, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. his fault because it's probably the drugs. Yes. I mean, he's still going to take it. 
And yeah. like, thankfully his best friend stands the sheriff, so whatevs, right? Yeah. Law doesn't and his mom's matter. Lawyer. Yeah. And death doesn't and his, matter and in his Riverdale. His new girlfriend's mother is also a lawyer. Everyone's a lawyer. Everyone's immune. Everyone's yeah. a murderer. Riverdale! In Riverdale. <laughs> Lawyers and murderers and children who need new parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, the only functional parents are the ones who are dead. <laughs> Slash just not in the show anymore, like Sarah McCoy wasn't a terrible parent. Oh, you're, I mean, she had her flaws, but she was trying, trying her best. Sierra McCoy was a a regular human parenting, maybe. Yeah, for you and you and your family. So is he also playing, he, Kurt's also playing Gladys? Or is Gladys (sighs) using her daughter as a pawn? Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in camp. Gladys is in charge until shown otherwise. I don't necessarily know Gladys is in charge of Kurtz, but I feel like Gladys is probably in charge of whatever situation's going on here. Um, the more in the dark Jughead and FPR about it, the more I actually trust Gladys knows what's happening. If yeah, that makes sense. But You know, I could see this being, hey, Jellybean, you need to infiltrate these kids. Yeah, maybe. I'm actually here for that reading. Yeah, I'm here for that reading, too. Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> um, so that was another episode of Riverdale, gang. Yeah. Um, I have faith it gets better from here. We've got a string of episodes tearing through weekly with no more hiatuses until the end of this season. Um, and I have faith we're going we're gonna to power up from here. Yeah, maybe. <sighs> I don't know. You're allowed to be skeptical, Chloe. I'm just a little annoyed by like these filler episodes. Like, mm. if, like I, I trust Aguirre Sakasa to give me a good dark sugar trash episode, and mm-hmm. then he doesn't. <laughs> mm. You know, this, it, it, this is a third season. You know. Yeah. They're taking risks this season. And they're failing a little more this season. Yeah. And. Oh, to be fair, I liked this season. I like this season. I don't like the G&G plot, but I do mm-hmm. like this season more than large parts of season two. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, because it's a lot less believable than season two. And season two was already like pushing the envelope with that. But this is the season we gave up on the concept of reality. This is the season yeah. where it became Riverdale is whatever we want it to be. This yeah. is this is the um, everything is an AU. It's I'm not sure if you watch Archer, but it's like recent seasons of Archer. We're not even pretending there's any consistent canon anymore. Oh boy, I feel like we're pretty close to that in Riverdale. Like, I feel like we're gonna roll around to next year, and they're just still gonna be in junior year. Yeah, or just, maybe. Just like that's our new. Groundhog Day reality or something for them. Maybe. Because um, I feel like we're moving into a limbo state in Riverdale. Maybe they're in all some just ways. like a concept in one of Hilda's jars. Oh man, that Ugh. that would be a way to tie it together. It would. <laughs> isn't, isn't Hilda amazing? I think Hilda is... Like, she gets even more amazing. Hilda, yeah, Hilda has grown on me even more. And I loved Hilda in season one, Sabrina. I'm excited. I'm excited. There we go again, talking about that other uh, Gear yeah. Sakasa show, because it's, not, it's so sharply we're done. We're loving this, y'all. I, I kind of feel 
a little disappointed because Sabrina season two was so sharp mm-hmm. that I don't feel that sharpness in Riverdale. It feels like a little bit of an older child syndrome. Yeah. I feel like there's the younger kid who's getting all the attention and the cool new bike versus yeah. Riverdale's getting some weird genre hand-me-downs right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm here for the end game. We've got, what, like four episodes left? Uh, and we are yes. barreling forward. Um, I'm excited for the plot to really pop off in the next mm-hmm. two episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for some reveals to see if they can make sense of it all. Because they they have the last two years. I've been pleasantly surprised, more often than not, with the world building come together. So, I'm waiting on it, Riverdale. Yeah, let's see. I guess that uh, brings us to the end. Yeah, I think we're... I think we're... I think I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Well, gang, we'll be back next week with more Critical Commentary Watch Along podcast. Optimistically, we are your hosts, Ryan. Yes. And Chloe. Ta-ta for now, gang.